0: Gentlemen, welcome to another episode of the Startup Soiree Podcast. This is your host, Patrick Wright, uh, bringing it to you from the sunny and warm Dovecote Cafe this afternoon. We are up in Reservoir Hill to speak with. Um, none other than the chef here at Dove who has been uh, the person responsible for uh, coming in as the second guard to support the morning bites and then to bring in an entire um, fun afternoon menu. And we thought, what better way to talk to the chef than in the place where she's serving her wares um, and maybe over some bites. So I am sitting here um, looking at some incredibly um, incredible asian lettuce wraps and that's it chef welcome Woo-hoo! to the startup soiree podcast
1: thanks for having me patrick i'm so excited
0: um so the way that we start this off before we get into like the organic questions is with a little bit of background about yourself and and how you ended up the chef
1: <clears throat> okay so that's an interesting story um short culinary story actually um i started off in culinary school. I joined the military while I was in culinary school, so somehow I ventured off to working for the government. Then I decided, hey, this crap is not for me, we'll let's circle back, and then I started working in restaurants, and from being a sous chef, straight out of the government, straight to being a sous chef, straight to being an executive chef, and while I was working as an executive chef at Notre Dame University, I was so unhappy and I stumbled into this place. And Aisha, the owner of Dove Coat, um, was following me and offered me a job. And just as simple as that. I said, I'll take it. I have to get out of there. That's not for me. I'm ready to be creative. She said, you know what, go ahead, do whatever you want on this menu. I trust you and that's where we're at.
0: No kidding. When were you working? When did you quit?
1: This was in what was this? February. So I haven't even been here that long. It seems like I have, but I haven't.
0: <laughs> so before the lunch, so when we first met you, I and mean, when you weren't part of the regular daily staff here, you were still doing your thing at Notre Dame. Yep. But you were launched, you had other stuff going though, right? So so like the...
1: Yeah, I had my side you know, like the, hustle. You know,
0: like, so the, I mean, there's a big component of events that happens alongside with what you're doing. I mean, right. you know, whether it's... Um, and I'm gonna like I'm gonna totally bumble all of the like different titles, but you know like there's a, a lot being built around playing with like food and how it like informs other like experiences, right? Whether it was you know so I know that there was like the the cunnilingus, like like I mean, we'll just like put it out there. I hate you just
1: brought that, that up too. Like, one can have like that one. right. When is that one
0: gonna happen again? That was really good, um, tasty. They might say right. Um, <laughs> So that
1: is my side business, which I'm trying to make my full business culinary socialite. So what that is pretty much what I have in my head is, well, what my motto is, bringing people together for good food and conversation. I figure people love to eat, people love to socialize, but not necessarily on a big scale um, or you don't want to go to a club, you don't want to go to a restaurant, but you still want to have fun. In an intimate setting, so that's what culinary socialite's all about. So I try to figure out some ideas. What would be cool? Of course, sex is cool. Hey, uh, let's do that. Or you know, like my next event coming up is called Eat Art. So I'm collabing with some artists from the Little Incredible Art Gallery with my chefs, and that's gonna be dope. So you're actually gonna be able to eat the art. So just ideas like that. I'm playing around with.
0: Shout out to shout out to Millie and Jarrell. Yep, yep,
1: yep, (laughs) yep.
0: So. Um, man there's a bunch of places I want to go I want to talk about being a foodie and being an executive chef in a kitchen like Notre Dame where there's probably a lot of like um, perspective or a lot of point of view that that's like not cooking, right. or that's not, like, cooking seriously, and <laughs> obviously your tastes and your passion for it are a direct contradiction to that, like,
1: exactly. Ben, inaccurate. Exactly. Yeah, being an executive chef is a totally different experience than what people think. Being an executive chef is being a manager. I'm doing time clocks, I'm doing budgets, I'm doing... Paperwork, paper pushing pretty much. I'm not really, I'll pop my head in the kitchen to make sure stuff's getting done, but it's really not cooking. And I feel I'm still young and I have had such a short culinary career that I feel like I wasn't ready for that role, but I still need to be in there in the trenches cooking. So that's why I need to pull back from that. Like I'm not ready to just hang up my coat and just push numbers and be behind a computer.
0: Sure. Now, in terms of how, I mean, that must have had be tremendously useful now that you're going into into structuring a young business from the ground up. I mean that that amount of experience, getting to crunch that numbers at that side. I mean, right, when you're when you're catering to that mass, that's when it's literally about like the price per
1: right, right,
0: scoop of right. rice. The, exactly. Like, the no dash of, like, around. Like, like how many portions of how many dishes will this Don't like thing of food. cumin like <laughs> break down into and like how does that come together?
1: Um yeah, it is a numbers game. I'm like weighing out how many people are we feeding. Okay, this is how much, how many pounds of chicken I need. This is how many this I need. Like literally down to the number. I cannot spare a cent, really. Um, and my cooks are in there maybe burning stuff or dropping stuff or taking stuff. And that's a whole nother issue. I'm like, I wasn't ready for that. And being so young, being female and being black of a f- mostly young white male staff, they didn't take me seriously. So that was another um, negative to it, and it kind of like got to me a little, and I should have been a little stronger for it, but now I know.
0: How long were you in that position?
1: Um, I was at Notre Dame for about four months, and then I moved to um, Loyola Blakefield. Mm-hmm. So I was with that company for about a year. Gotcha. Yeah.
0: So I'm curious, like you... You're from Baltimore? Are you a Baltimore native? What part of yes. the town are you from? Northeast. Okay, so where?
1: So over by Alameda Northern Parkway? Mm-hmm. Yep. That's where I live. Yeah. Over in Hamilton. I am. Oh. Over
0: in Hamilton. <laughs> I live right off the corner of Hartford and Echo Dale. <laughs> oh, okay. Oh, yes. I don't
1: know where you are.
0: Mm-hmm. Down behind the. I would have never thought Saint you Dominic lived over there. Yep. I thought
1: you lived around here. Nope. <laughs>
0: nope. I want to. <laughs> Me too. Um, but I live, I live over there. Um, it's a cool house. So where do you live now?
1: So, right now I live right down the street. Um, Cole has been helping me, so that's dope. Brioxi, what up? <laughs>
0: so, you're going to end up over here? Mm-hmm. Wonderful. Good for you. Yep. Congratulations. So, great. So, you spend time doing this thing, right? You step into more admin side of it that you don't want to do.
1: Right. Not yet.
0: Not yet. And you end up over here, you end up exposed to this cafe and this opportunity hits you and you take it immediately, right? That's a no brainer for you. Right. Now you get to like, create your first menu, what was your thought process like when you finally go from being up in this juggernaut where you're literally just like churning out the volume because that's what the deal is. and you're clearly passionate about food and you're and you're creating other things that are at night that are extending that point of view for you and now you literally have like you get to to make a menu in a restaurant
1: um
0: how much how much thought went into this This is right?
1: interesting because when I cook on my own I I tell myself that I'm like refined, rustic cooking. That's my style of cooking. And I'm like, okay, I'm going to a cafe. What does what cafe, what do they eat? So I'm like jumping around, I'm at park, I'm at on the hill. I'm like, okay, sandwiches. Okay, salads. And um soups. So I was thinking that kind of thing. So that's where I went from there. And I'm like, well, what do I like to eat? And um, so we went with the chicken chipotle um and I had a plug with Panera and I'm like, I love Panera's bread and the sandwich is all about the bread. So I made sure that we were going to get some good quality bread in here because that makes the difference. Um, and we've been utilizing local produce, so that's also awesome. Um, but yeah, I pretty much said, okay, we're going to do a soup, we're going to do a sandwich and we'll have that every day and we'll change it up seasonally.
0: how's the response been so far?
1: So far so good. They like it. Even some of the symbols the grilled cheese people were like, I grilled oh, cheese. Oh, I think it's Yay. really good." I'm like, "Hey, I like grilled cheese, but let's step it up and I just, let's give them a little more uh, expose that palate to some different cheeses." So, yeah.
0: It's good as is the chipotle the chicken nice. chipotle um and we got amazing. some
1: dope stuff coming up for spring so i'm extra excited about that we're gonna have taco tuesdays once we start opening it up up outside we're gonna um partner up with karma pop and she's gonna have her pops mixed up on our taco tuesday day we're thinking like margarita pops it's gonna be fun
0: crystal is the right person yeah. to, to make complimentary pops yeah. to your idea yeah she's um we actually she Um, just came in and was interviewed really recently like probably three or four episodes ago Um, and one of the things I've known Crystal for a few years now and we've definitely um, talked about her business at a few different stages in it and one of the things that I really love, because there's lots of those, like gourmet popsicle trucks now. Like it's, you know, mm-hmm. she's been doing it for a long time, but now there are more people in the marketplace doing it. And what I really love is she never stops pushing the savory aspect of what she's doing. Like right. all of her pops are always very creative, like very, very creative. And I think that it's it's cool that that's what she gets to hang her hat on. Right. Is that like she's always challenging it. And with that, I think allows her to do that special that no one else does is it allows her to do biz dev with people right. in a very like complement just the way that like Lady can come in and make and make ourselves look exactly like your brand or another brand right. and really like act like it and, and aim for its goals. You know, Crystal's product and her skills and sensibility, she's very talented at being able to say like, oh, what are you doing? Well, what if we make it like this to complement that experience? So... That's very cool. Yeah, I love Crystal. So there are all these places I want to touch, so we're going to keep moving. Now there's this, okay, so there are these seated dinners that are happening now. So there's something more than just the brunch menu, right? There's something more than just lunch menu that's happening now because it's starting to bloom. There are all these ideas that are coming together. Mm -hmm. So how is that unfolding? Like how is the guest chef series here? starting to, to take hold like how are these um, you know the, the the dinners that are happening
1: <clears throat> so chef takeovers was the love child of Aisha and um, she had the idea that some young black chefs don't get the exposure that they need and this will be the perfect venue for them to let loose and Because I know I want to take over and I know it's definitely going to be a while before I open my own restaurant, so it kind of gives them a little flavor of how it would be to run their own restaurant and I actually have a circle of chefs where I just had my last event was called Taste Baltimore, so it's pretty much bringing together some black chefs and giving the city a piece of what they do. So I've hit most of them up and they're all pretty much going to be taking over and we already have it scheduled out pretty much for the year. So that's cool. And they're like, Katina, you're the plug. I'm like, yeah, I mean, I'm trying to get you guys in here. And I'm like, so many people are kind of selfish with their craft or things like that. Like, oh, I want to be the best chef in Baltimore. But that's not my way of thinking. I'm thinking we all can shine. There's enough food where we all can eat. Um, so I want us all to be successful. And I'm just looking and always finding more chefs. And I'm like, hey, how can I help you? What can I do? How can I push you into which direction you need to go? Or Now we're all in like a group chat. I'm like, hey, I had this person approach me for this event. That's not really my thing. Whose thing is that, you know? And we're just passing around business to each other. And I think that we just kind of go under the radar. And Dove Coat gave us that platform to kind of shine.
0: They're doing that for a lot of people these days. They're doing that for a lot of people these days. Um, I'm curious if you feel. Comfortable enough to describe what the impact of this place has had. It's 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 tough to get far enough away from the light because it's so strong all of the time, and and it's and it's so new. But the impact has been um, pretty significant from my point of view. Um, and you know, I'm an inlier, but I'm an outlier person as well. And for it to have had so much impact on me that I just imagine that as you get closer to the sun, that it's, I mean, honestly, like it feels like um, this will be a transitional moment that I look back. I know when I'm 80, I'll look back and be like, that literally was as big like you knew it then that it was mm-hmm. gonna go down like that and look look what it was like that's the demarcation it's like that's gonna be like the adbc marker and it's
1: crazy like until I start coming here I just had a totally different perspective about Baltimore like I was ready to get out of here I'm like there's nothing going on I, I can't see myself staying here but then coming here all of a sudden, like you said, the sun. I'm like, what? All of these creatives, every, all of this stuff is going on. I'm meeting different people. I'm like, I had no idea any of this stuff was going on. I didn't even know about Impact. I didn't know about you. I didn't know about half the stuff that's going on in the city. So, <clears throat> I imagine that it's everybody's having that impact where they're like, wow, I didn't know this. So, like people when they drive around here, when I heard White Lock, I'm like, oh no, 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 no. you won't catch me living around there. But now I'm like driving around, like this is a really nice area. And I don't know now it's giving me a new love for my city
0: it's pretty incredible
1: I was ready to go and I'm like oh wait a minute there's a lot popping in Baltimore hey yeah, yeah.
0: <laughs> yeah. and there, and there's a lot of other people that feel that same way that feel very like detached from one another like for, for, for better or for worse detached from one another I had this awesome experience Um with the boys up walking at, at Reservoir, at the reservoir mm-hmm. like months and months and months ago back in the fall mm-hmm. and we were walking or even last spring it was a long time ago we were walking and someone from the YMCA had a table set up like I don't know why they weren't like <laughs> so and the kids are like inquisitive right they're like can we go talk to them and I'm like yeah sure we go talk to them and they like I mean, frankly, they were doing, like, the worst job representing the Y ever. They weren't, like, trying to engage with anyone. And it was weird, because they were looking at us like, what? And we're like, you're the ones that were sitting here with a, like, folding table and a banner <laughs> that says YMCA in the middle of the park, like, we thought we're supposed to approach. Right. So, and you know me, like, I'm pretty pervasive. Once I, like, start, like, poking around, it's not easy for me to, like, take no for an answer. So... I kind of like stick with it and there's like a little boy there and and Emmett starts playing with him and Cassius I think is in a backpack or something like that so he's just like hanging out and I like slowly just like keep pushing, I keep pushing, I keep pushing and nobody's really trying to like deal with me (laughs) but I'm just like nice and I just keep being nice, I keep being nice and I finally ask like the right question Mm. that... like like makes one of the three women just like slightly interested and we kind of like start talking and then within you know five minutes two of the three women are like we're like laughing and we're like having a ton of fun and then there's one woman who's still pretty reluctant kind of on the bench she just doesn't want to like get involved Mm And then finally I said something about an events company or, or, or this or that. Or she said, I, I'm an, I think maybe I said, what do you do? And she said, oh, I'm an event planner. And I was like, oh, that's cool. I said, what kind of events do you plan? And she was like, oh, I plan, you know, like weddings and like blah, whatever. And I'm like, oh, that's cool. I said, you know, I'm in the events industry as well. I said, I own a company in town called Pixelated. And she went, she said,
1: <laughs> she
0: goes, you, you work with Tori Smith and I was like we work with Tori Smith a lot and she was like I know I can follow your Instagram and I was like yeah and then I pulled out my card and I gave it to her and it was at the time when it wasn't like a, a modest card it was really like flamboyant like it's like me in a photo or something like that and I handed it to her and she looks at it and looks at me and she goes oh you really do own it and I was like I really do and she was like yeah I follow you guys on Instagram I'm on your email list and I was like oh you're on my on our email list i was like and you have emails from me in your inbox right now and she's like what do you mean i said because i send them all and i said open your phone pull up pixelated and she pulls it up and the sender was me and i was like do you see how close we are to being connected to one another and i was like And now look at this i was like this is why you guys had this table out here today it was for me to walk along and be like why you got the table out here today but now look so then we started talking and she then she like perked up, she was really interested and I started to invite her to things and I was like, we're having this like social for wedding vendors, like you should come to it, like it's free, here's my, like you have my card, if you double remind me, I'll send you the bite link, like bring your friends and, and she got involved. She showed up and she made sure she left me a note when she was there because I wasn't there that day and it was like this, just the potential, right? The potential is there the more that we open up dialogue. And I think that that's what's happened here is it's just been this, like, safe place for whatever really reason. As like,
1: <sighs> soon as you come in, I just like, hey, Kat, this is so-and-so, this is so-and-so. Totally. This, this person does this, this person does that. And I'm like, hey, hey, yeah. let's sit down. Let's have a conversation.
0: I'm always in the weeds because I walk in and, and I get introduced to 7 to 12 people every single time I come here. And I'm not very good at remembering names, like on a, on, a, like, I just met two people.
1: Me either. like, Aisha, how do you know everyone? Yep, yep. I recognize your face, but uh, remind me again? Yep.
0: yep. <laughs> so, you're a mom. I am. And you hustle. I hustle. There are a lot of people that use that, that moniker, but chef, you hustle. I watch you. You watch me so you know that I know what hustle looks like. Um, what's it <laughs> like sad you? are right? I mean, I take my kids everywhere I can, and and quite frankly, any time that it's not making a bad impression business-wise, I take them intentionally, and I love it. They're getting better and better. They're getting Cassius is getting old enough to mm. to know the look. Right. When I'm like, you got like now is the time to button down because right. I got to get through this next like six minutes or whatever the case may be but um, I'm just curious to hear a little a little bit of your point of view about you know Isaiah where Isaiah where,
1: and Micah yeah. my little munchkin um, yeah so I am a single mom and the whole you know babysitter struggle is real so I'm like hey you guys are not coming with me that's just it or I'm not gonna get it done and I can't keep saying no to these opportunities and if the people are willing and, Okay, with you guys coming, then you're coming. So that's pretty much how it goes. Hey guys, mom's got to work. Okay, mom, we're coming. We're grabbing our coats. So that's how it is every time. Are you bringing the kids? You already know. <laughs> right.
0: So it's that opportunity to teach like hard work and diligence mm-hmm. and not have to teach it at all, right? Mm-hmm. You just lead by example. Yep, and they
1: always say, Mommy, we see you working hard. I'm like, okay, I'm doing good. I'm doing good.
0: So is, is that something that's, is that like a, a conversation that that happens amongst the three of you like a recognition of like you know
1: yeah they tell they tell me all the time mommy we we know that you work hard mommy we know that you work hard um can we help you mommy or you know next time we or are coming can I do this can I do that I'm like yeah you can mommy can I hand out your business cards I'm like you sure can <laughs> So yeah, we talk about it all the time. And um, what did Micah say the other day? Isaiah said, "Micah, why are you always telling me what to do?" Micah said, "Cause I'm a boss." <laughs> I said, "That's right, baby. You're a boss. You're gonna have your own company one day." I'm a boss.
0: That's right. Because <laughs> you listen. <laughs> when I tell you what to do, you listen. Mm-hmm. Why would I do otherwise? <laughs> why would I do otherwise? So, what's um, so what's on the horizon, right? I know that I know that we're only a few months in. To the chef spot here but i also know that you are an ambitious woman and you have a lot of plans all the time so
1: i do right now what is becoming really near and dear to my heart is just trying to find some identity as chef cat and i'm i struggle with that because i'm like what when people think of chef cat what do they think of i don't really know because i don't i don't really have an identity but right now what i want to be known as is Kind of the go-to person, I want to say, is I'm trying to create this Black Chef Coalition, maybe? Or something like that? I'm working on it. Um, Where all the chefs in Baltimore, for now, and we're going to move our way around the country, obviously, and they're already, you know, um, I think it's the Black Chef Association. But I feel like in Baltimore, and I posed the question the other day, what restaurant has an executive black female chef and, and like nobody knew I think maybe flavor but I didn't know they were black owned I gotta look into that but that's sad and I want us to be able to I want people to think or know that we cook more than soul food we're so much more than that so much more than that and I want us to be empowered to know that we don't have to take those you know menial jobs or Those chef jobs were, you know, you got to fight for what you want. If you have the skill, fight your way through. And then me, I just, I got the executive chef job because I said, you know what? I work hard. My food is good. I had to do like five job interviews. I had to black box challenges. I'm like, if your talent is there, then they have no reason to deny you. And I feel like unified people have more strength or more courage to take those chances and those risks and stop taking those random line cook jobs. So that's what I want to do now. So I have like my, I have about 10 chefs that I talk to on a regular basis and I'm trying to reach out to more. And I want people to know that they can come to me and that, hey, we're going to find these opportunities for you. So I guess that's my homework now, and it's kind of just reaching out to different places and letting them know who I am and then I have Aisha, I have Cole backing me. And so that's what, that's where I'm at right now. Kind of just making sure that my people can get into um, higher level chef positions. That's what I'm trying to do for Chef Cat. Culinary socialite is a different piece. I mean, people always say culinary socialite, Chef Cat, it's the same thing. I'm like, not nah, not really. Culinary socialite is about bringing community together, hanging out, eating food, chilling. Chef Cat is a different entity of its own. Um, If I were to describe my food, like I said, rustic refined, I am for hire. I would like to do, um, when people do hire me, I like to do private dinners. I'm not a caterer. I'm not going to do your wedding. I'm not going to do your baby shower. That's just not me. I'll pass that along to some people that I know that will do that, but that's just not my thing. Um, I like to be creative. I like not to be in a box where... And I don't like to mass produce, and I'm in the military, too, and that's what I do, mass produce, and I don't love doing that. So I like to be creative and kind of do what I want. But, yeah, so that's what I'm working on now. A little bit of both, a little bit of Chef Cat, a little bit of culinary aid.
0: Chef, last question. Last three questions. <laughs> Favorite three things to eat in Baltimore?
1: Favorite, hmm. Ah, oh my god, that is a hard question. Um, I go to Dawn's all the time for their crabs. I'm a huge crab fan. Okay. Um, Dawn's, uh, what else? I like, um, I feel so on the spot.
0: Yep, that's how this goes. What do I like, what do I like,
1: what do I like? Patrick, this is so weird because I really don't ha- go out like that. the last place that I went to? This Thai spot on twenty second. I want to say I forget the name of it, but I had some Korean. It was a it was a Korean spot. Some Korean barbecue. So oh, I love Korean. Yeah. 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 Twenty second. Yeah. So Korean barbecue. hmm And um. That's not in Baltimore, because <laughs> I love pizza and I just think about and pizza, but that's in DC. Uh,
0: pizza is like a perfect food, isn't it? I love pizza.
1: Who has the best pizza in Baltimore? I
0: don't know. I don't know who has the best pizza in Baltimore. We're gonna have to figure that one out
1: I <laughs> Um, I don't know. Uh, third one. Um, I'll say coat. There you go. That I love the peach upside down cake.
0: It's go.
1: amazing, Chef Gilda showing off. <laughs>
0: yeah, Chef Gilda knows what's up. Um, all right, Chef, thanks.
1: Thanks for having for me. For cooking
0: some food for me. No problem. Thanks for taking the time to to talk with us about it. Everyone's going to be eager to watch your journey continue. Um,
1: yes, some dope stuffs in the works. So, thank you. Thank you.
0: All uh, right, guys. That is it. Another interview on the Soiree podcast. I would encourage you to cruise by Dovecote Cafe and have some uh, lunch sometime soon. Try out some of the chef's recipes. Be sure to follow her um, at Naturally Chef Cat as well as Culinary Shelf's light on Instagram, so you can follow along, find out about the new recipes as they hit the cafe, and find out about the events as they are happening, so you can get tickets and check them out. Um, if you haven't yet, please hit the subscribe button, whether you're listening on iTunes or Stitcher or SoundCloud or in all those places. And if you have a few moments, please, um, leave us a quick review on the iTunes store. Your reviews help more listeners find our interviews, which helps us get more attention for these businesses here in Baltimore. Um, all right. Until next time, this is your host, Patrick Reif signing off. Keep taking care of each other. Peace.